from CSG Studios high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado. You're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there entangled in the interwebs? You're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast with me, as always, Ross Hipsters Glasses Martin. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the podcast where the West lives. Making his way all the way down here, we got the king himself, King of Thornton, Jeff Morton. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody, is what he says. I don't know, Jeff, if you picked up on it today, but in the comment section of Denver Stiffs, there was a, a one Patrick Rasmussen mm. saying that he has some friends in Thornton that could battle for the crown of King of Thornton. Well, you know, if they want to battle for the title of the biggest trash heap, I'm more than willing to defend that title. Jeff is on the top of that dumpster mountain, <laughs> and he will take on all comers like that, Papa Nurkic. I'm not sure that's how it works. What do you mean? Like you don't like if you're the king of some place, you are the king. You can't like it's the only way. Yeah, I mean it's like a bloodline. Blood it's like bloodline. Well, thing. apparently, according to Patrick, that's why he put me as number seven, tied with number seven in the Stiffs ranking. And of, of course, uh, as I recall, you got honorable mention. Yeah, how the fuck am I not ranked on my own website? <laughs> wait, wait. This is a what happened? This is the ranking of the bloggers. A commenter. Uh, he what did he he ranked like the, the uh, comments? He, he ran, yeah, basically oh. he ranked the uh, the Denver Stiffs, not the, family, not the community. Bloggers. Yeah, the shouldn't shouldn't readers. my articles carry some additional weight? Like, do I have to get in the comment section? I started the damn conversation. That no, was my comment. I think it's because, I think his his rationale was because you didn't post that much anymore. I know, but I mean, screw him. I got stuff to do. <laughs> well, I got TV to watch. First of all, you should probably recuse yourself from those types of competitions to begin with. Well, we weren't didn't know we were in it. And there was nothing to be given away. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> if that guy shows up here to Jake's Food and Spirits tomorrow, thirty eight hundred Walnut Street, right. for our well, stiff night out, or maybe today, I am going to punch him listening. squarely okay. in the face. All right, guys, this is this is the rankings, and he ranking in inbounding law pass a man I I think is pretty cool. Uh, for extraordinarily quick, humorous, professional Photoshop reasons. Now, okay, obviously this is a sliding scale here. Um, and But I'm number seven tied with Mike Olson, great writer, Mike Olson. I'm not so much. And he said dual duty, duty writing and posting reasons plus Gallo. So I'm assuming I'm, the, I'm there for Gallo reasons. <laughs> That's basically it. That's pretty much how you'd like it. Though, and right? you and Nate got the honorable mention. But by the way, Andrew Feinstein was not mentioned at all in this. Well, they did mention something about Andy having to pick his game up. Andy yeah. doesn't comment in the comment section. No, he doesn't. But he never really has. You're yeah. there because your writing has been great, but step up your post game, Nate. That's what he said. Maybe on the basketball court. That's all I have to say. I'll post you up every day of the week, Patrick. Be- because I, I'm a little offended here because Ross Martin is not in this. And they need to have a Ross Martin category here because Ross is an honorable uh, honor, honorable mention stiff. So, Patrick, if you're listening to this, uh, you've how offended did, multiple people. How did, uh, how did Fly Greg not get mentioned in there? What about Agalelorept? I can't remember. Oh, Ag- Agalelorept. Yeah, it's uh, Chad. Yeah, this he's is, great. This whole thing is a sham. It is. I think it was just meant to piss people off. I think it was. Well, congratulations, Mr. Rasmussen. Is that his name? I think so. So he's not related to Blair Rasmussen, so that's that's a good thing. Is that an actor from the 30s? Uh, I'd say former Nuggets basketball player. He's what you would call a stiff. (laughs) 
He's one of the original stiffs. He's one of the original stiffs, yeah. Uh, anyways, what's been up, guys? How, how's uh, yeah, It's been a couple weeks. How's yeah. life treating you? I'll tell you what, my Netflix game has been on fire lately. Yeah, what have you been watching? Season two of The Fall. Yes, I just finished it. Outstanding. Right, phenomenal. I watched season one again, and I, 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 I forgot to mention this. That's a damn depressing show. <laughs> it is? Yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, it's British. It's, it's British, but it's, you, know. you think that's depressing? Try Happy Valley. I've watched Happy Valley. Yeah. That is extremely depressing. That's a depressing What's show. What's Happy Valley? First episode. It's another British uh, police procedural drama with a strong female lead character. Okay. It is extremely embarrassing. That first episode is rough. i got to show you guys. I've been watching a show on uh, Netflix. Let me see if I can find it. What the hell are these? Recently watched. <laughs> are, are, are you not even sure what you've watched? But you know oh, what? And here it is. Here it is. It's uh, an Australian show called Wentworth. It's a women's prison show, but it's like a serious version. It's more like Women's Oz than it is Orange is the New Black, and I like it so far. You do like it? Yeah. It's is crazy. it because it's a women's prison? No, it's just a good show. I don't oh, even okay. know how I clicked on it. But I, I've, I've seen it on there and uh, quickly moved along to other no, options. Tr- dude, watch watch an episode and see if you get hooked. That's what I did, too. I was like, I'm going to watch one episode. If it's hokey, corny, stupid, I'm not going to watch it. Now I'm hooked. One you know episode. what You know what show I watched that I had to turn off halfway through the first episode? Mm. Peaky Blinders. No Peaky Blinders. No, I haven't seen That's that. uh, another Netflix original, another British. Really? Oh, yeah, I did. And it's got uh, that guy from... Uh, the Batman. dark Batman, yeah. What's that guy's name? Scarecrow. Really Irish sounding name. I forget his name all the time. Patrick oh. O'Hallahan. <laughs> yeah, the guy that was like in tw- more Irish the guy that, that was in Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's way yeah. more Irish. It's like Clyde. Is that the guy from Twenty Eight Days Later? South. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Damn, that is him. I forget his name. Anyway, that show sucked. That show was horrible. And there's another one too with the uh, with Genghis Khan. That oh my God, terrible. Marco Polo! Yeah, Marco the Polo. Thing I've ever God, seen. I haven't even t- been tempted to look at that. I guess they can't all be House of Cards and Orange I, is the New Black. I, I tried to watch Inspector Morse, and I just they just turned it off because it was too too tedious. That was like, is that one of the original BBC programs? It was like from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> it was just tedious, and I'm like, oh man. But I've been watching Midsummer Murders. It's a good one. But oh man, Midsummer Murders seen, is good. Uh, yeah, it's like a campy that. show. I really like it. Jeff, have you seen the latest season of uh, The Rockford Files? I have not, but I did just finish season nineteen, the, the season it completed in nineteen seventy eight, the year of my birth. Nice, eighteen seventy eight. Yes, eighteen seventy eight. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That they, they were doing this on one of those Nickelodeons where you had to wind him up and stuff. And that, so, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, is that it for uh, small talk? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, have you guys you seen? I watched movies? a movie recently um, called Predestination. This is with Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yes, I told Nate about this. Is he wearing a cowboy hat on the cover? No. Okay. Uh, it's a good film. I suggest you watch it. Is it where'd you watch this? Uh, it was on. Uh, it was on. Uh, where did I watch it? It was on uh, Amazon. What's the Prime? basic? What's the yeah. basic premise? It wasn't Prime. It wasn't free, but it was. You know, it was. You could buy it. You, you shelled out the dough for it. Huh? Uh, just six ninety nine. Yeah. It's on Comcast pay per view. I think too. It's it's good. I, I would suggest that everyone watch it. It's a it's a it's a my it's a it makes you think. Give us a uh, not a Sandy Clough description, but like a Brandon Spano description. I come hard, man. No, no. Um, not as far as that means. Um, it's about time travel. Perfect. I like time travel travel movies. It's a weird. It's an interesting take on it. It's about like you know. Remember Time Cop? 
Yes, of course. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ferris Bueller's girlfriend gets naked in it. <laughs> Hello. That's uh, pretty much Hello. worth. This is this pretty is much like, worth the ticket. This the guy's like a, right there. this guy's like an agent of time and stuff like that. But it goes on. It's not like you know, like an action film. It's 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 cerebral. It's very there good. There's another movie like that recently. Oh yeah, uh, Looper. Oh yeah, Looper. Uh, Looper. Yeah, th- this is kind of similar, but it's it's much better than Looper. I, I didn't. Looper I didn't kicked really ass. You guys will probably I know love this. Looper. Uh, a guy I work with wants me to. He's going to let me borrow his Blu-ray of George Lucas's first film. It's like X- THX one. THX one thirty eight. one thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of that? It's, yeah, I mean, I've heard of it. It's, it's pretty terrible. Where it's like it's oh. told me it's great. He's like, you'll love it. And no, it's nerds. Just, this guy, a Star Wars guy. It's a. It's a. It's terrible. Don't listen to him. It, it is hokey. It is really bad. If you could Jeff tell says it's, it's hokey. You could. I got steer clear. You could tell it's his first film. It's it's that bad. If you're gonna watch a George Lucas film from the '70s, watch the American Graffiti. That's a good movie. No, I movie don't watch movies too. from the '70s. I don't do this type of stuff. So you know, so the French Connection. What about is Serpico? Is that in the '70s? What? Well, the French Connection's on Netflix. It's on my queue. Yes, and that's a movie he should watch. Yeah. Right? What about Papillon? Oh, Papillon's great a great movie. movie. I just know it because it's a wine. It is. Yeah, what? the guy's got uh, the tattooed on his knuckles. Wait, hold Papillon. on, hold on, hold on. That's the only thing you know about Papillon. That's it. That's a great movie. That is a good movie. Steve McQueen, Dustin Hoffman. Well, I like Steve McQueen. My dad has a poster of Steve McQueen uh, in his office that he's had for like thirty years. Have you ever seen uh, Midnight Cowboy? It's another John Voight. That's John, John Voight. Voight. Yeah, I have and, uh, seen some Dustin of that. Hoffman, right? John Voight's yep. trying to be like a male escort. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's, that's a great Harry, movie. Harry Nelson song. Everybody's talking oh, that's at a great me. Not on your words. Did you guys ever I see? Love uh, did you did you ever see that uh, documentary about Henry Harry Harry Nelson? Yes, I did. That's a good documentary. Did you guys ever good. see that movie with Anne Heche and Ashton Kutcher, where Ashton Kutcher is like kind of the what? He just like sleeps with like well-to-do women in L.A. and bounces from like house to house. No, no, I haven't. Oh man, I cut on cable once years ago. <laughs> Phenomenal. I was like, maybe I should move to California. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, I'm not nearly as good looking as Ashton Kutcher. Oh, come on. Don't say you're I mean, we're, we're close, but. You could do it. Yeah. Anyone with gumption could do it. And uh, I know uh, two of the three people at this table watched the interview recently. Ah. And yeah. now our files are going to yeah. be hacked, but we won't say which two of us watched it. So <laughs> try your best, North Korea. Well, I will say. Try your best. This is Ross speaking. That movie was pretty good. I liked it. It was funny. If I'd seen it. Which I'm not saying I have. I'm glad you clarified that, Ross, because apparently there's some people out there who think that you and I sound too similar. That's because you're copying my essence. I'm older than you. I cannot copy you. Yes, you are. <laughs> you're trying to steal Ross's <laughs> Until you pick up the mic, you're like, you talk with like a gay southern accent. <laughs> you come in and you're like, hey, y'all. And then as soon as you pick up the mic, you're like, hey. Yes, yes because when I come in, I talk Jeff like Johnny Weir. Hello. What we're going to be wearing today you talk is... Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you talk like uh, that uh, NASCAR driver, his name. But uh, I don't know any NASCAR drivers, nor have I ever heard any of them speak. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's one guy. When you watch NASCAR, there's a guy who used to be a driver, but now, now he's a reporter down on the track. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, oh, it's so exciting, everybody. We got to Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. just came by, and he is just so excited That's, that he's ready to win this race. That's exactly how he talks. That sounds like the guy name. from 30 Rock, the, the secretary guy. What was his name? The, the receptionist dude? Oh, yeah. I forget who that character was. 
don't know. Anyway, gay yeah. Southern man. Gay Southern man, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to say. Gay Southern man. All right. Should we get into some sports? I'm sure that's what people can Oh, no. We will, but I've been waiting on pay-per-view. So Comcast does a new thing where you have the option to buy a movie, like probably the same time it's released on DVD. Then you have to wait for I don't know how many more weeks. I've been trying to figure it out until it becomes available for pay-per-view. But there's Furies on there, Gone Girls on there. You know, you can and buy- that one with uh, Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts. That looks fantastic. Uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl I, don't, I don't think I'm, I'm not familiar with that one. It's yeah, called like Meryl? Osage County or something uh, like that. August Osage County. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I am not. That familiar was with a, this, uh, an Oscar-worthy uh, movie from a couple years ago. Was you it? Know, I don't. I, I mean, uh, that that's, that movie's not. That's like, not pay-per-view. They, that one's on a different. That's not it's for on, like stars on demand for or like me and you, right? That's for like women. I watch a lot of chick flicks. You? <laughs> what is your favorite? What is your favorite chick flick of all time? Let me let me remind you of one of my favorite sports movies ever. Stick it. What? Yeah. Stick it. Yes, it's about like teenage girl gym gymnastics. I'm aware of the movie. Gymnast. I'm just surprised that you're it's hilarious. a fan of that all movie. All right, let's it's be good. serious. Can we, all right, that's fine. Thank you. Ha ha. Very funny. I love you the saw notebook. Stick it. You like it. I own. I own it on DVD. <laughs> the Notebook is your favorite chick flick. I own the Notebook on DVD. Please. All right, Jeff. You. My He's, favorite chick flick. And Jeff I just calls him flick. Steel Magnolias. I really like. Oh, Steel Magnolias. I love that. I could walk to Texas and back, but my daughter can't. <laughs> and she never could. <laughs> love Steel Magnolias. Is that I that? Beaches. I like beaches, too. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Look how, look how he Did you up. ever know that you're my did, did that, hero? Jeff really lit up when he said Beaches. Was Beaches, was beaches a, uh, a Mexican movie about girls? Beaches, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beach. Hold on, before we continue. I um, also saw Titanic in the theaters twice. You know what? I got to tell you guys something. Did, I might have talked about this before. Chick movie. I just, just saw Titanic shit. for the first time about a month ago. Good, huh? And it was pretty good. Time oh, stood that, up. Those okay. two, those two. It I didn't, mean, Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio were just so precious. It's a tale so as old as time. Precious. Like, I mean, with the song, Seinfeld thing on this. It, I mean, the, the, it took, <laughs> the movie's longer than it took the boat to sink. It's a tale as old as time. That is not true. That was a good movie. Water tastes like wine. That, James Cameron likes his movies long, though. So that's that a, that bad guy in that movie was the perfect bad guy. I forget his name. He was also in two. Oh, that was uh, that was uh, th- oh God. He played the actor. Yeah, he was in uh, 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 Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Oh my God. He's got kind of a prissy sounding uh, name. Doesn't no, he? it's uh, like no. Billy something. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. That's a yes. good name. That's yeah. a good name. Um, but uh, Glad I remembered that. Best chick flick of all time has to be Top Gun. No, it's not really a chick flick. It's a crossover. P.S. I love you. No, yeah, what, the Notebook. No, oh, I can't think of it. Now. Fifty Shades oh, of Grey. God, with Zac Efron. What? I've yes. never seen a movie with Zac Efron in it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the title. And you're going <laughs> to love it. <laughs> Zac Efron was in Neighbors. Yeah, he's good. He's one of my favorite actors. What's, no, it's moments. the movie with Sandra Bullock and uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. While you were sleeping? No, Hugh Grant. Days. No, no, the guy, the, the the blues singer, the white guy who play, sings the blues. Harry Connick Con- 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 Jr. Con- Jr. Yeah, what was that movie? I don't know. They're in a movie together. Yeah, she like Hope moves. floats. Hope floats. God, that's such a good movie. 
Hope floats, man. The lucky one. I thought about that for years. Have you seen the lucky no. one with Zach Efron? No. Oh, boy. This guy doesn't make one misstep as a man for an hour and a half. It's perfect. Well, I mean, from a woman's point of view, it's horrible, and it's great. So you like it? But yes. Hope Floats was actually very good. Good Zac Efron movies. The Lucky One, That Awkward Moment, 17 again. Never seen him. What about that one with Sandra Bullock and uh, Keanu Reeves Liked it. with the Speed? mailbox? No, the mailbox thing. Oh, Glass House? Glass House. That is a great movie. Was that Keanu Reeves in that yes. one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is a great movie. Yeah. What about Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks and You've Got Mail? You've Got Mail? Or, no, wait, City great. of Angels. City of Angels. Oh, Nicholas Cage. City uh-huh. of Angels. <laughs> That's hey, that has And a, I'd hey, give up forever. Yeah, that has a... Killer soundtrack too. Oh yeah, that's some great Goo-goo songs. Dolls. In that yeah, dolls. Dolls. Peter Gabriel, I grieve is on it. No oh, man, yeah, that's a depressing song. It's an amazing song. Also, uninvited by Alanis Morissette. I love that song. I like Alanis Morissette. She's a good singer. Yeah. Why, man? We went on a tangent, didn't we? Yeah. Well, it was good though. I mean, people people expect this shit of us, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy. Well, all right. You guys are Googling things. I guess I'll take over the pod from now on. <laughs> I'm not Googling things. I'm just looking down at my computer. Whoa, guys. Goo Goo Dolls. Is that way too loud still? Well, that's probably, good. Right probably crushed some. You know, when I was in high school, we, uh, a group of 15 of us went to go see uh, the Goo Goo Dolls at Fiddler's Green. It's a good song right here, boys. I might have done some of that. Some of that like prom picture swaying in that with a nice young oh, girl. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, right you know, foot, I, left foot. <laughs> yeah, right foot. Yeah. We have a we have a <laughs> listener who also is a frequent contributor to Denver Stiffs. Where's he ranked? Um, or who she? is who is? I found out. I found out. His name is Cameron, and I found out he's only 16 years old. He's 16 years old. Loves our show. So you immediately stopped emailing. Him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Cameron's like. Was, so <laughs> but I've been calling him. I realized that I've been calling him Cameron, like the rapper. C-A-M-R-O-N. And then he, I realized that that guy would have come out when he was like eight. <laughs> Maybe Cameron even later than that. Uh, fantastic film, uh, Paid in Full. Cameron played kind of the bad guy in that one. Great movie. You're like a cinephile who. Only exclusively watches really, really bad movies. <laughs> Could be true. That's true because of how I first uh, in my first impressions of Nate years ago. We were talking about in pickaxe and roll days, and we're talking about seven years ago now. Was that he watched really bad movies like uh, the? Uh, I used to write articles that were just had Fast and the Furious. References Fast and the Furious everywhere. reference. See, yeah. you were ahead of your time. Yeah, there are guys yeah. like uh, making a living of that. Yeah. Two years ago. You never want to be the first guy to do something, you know? Two years ago. That's the lesson. This was your, you want to be the second guy. This is how ahead of the time you were. You were Two years ago, there was an article, a big article that came out just on the movie Clue. Clue's right. great, great. Uh, which is great probably my movie. favorite movie of all time. And it was just an, an oral history of the movie Clue. I said, I could picture Nate doing that. I could picture doing I like you doing an oral history, history movie. I haven't seen it for a long time. I haven't seen I, it. I've never seen it. Oh, it's good. What? I'll have yeah, to watch it. I'll have to watch it. You're, th- you're 32. How could you have missed that movie? 33 in like a month and a half. <laughs> hey, happy birthday. <laughs> you sing it now because you'll forget. All right, let's, let's get out of this. Let's get into uh, some actual sports soccer. Yeah. What do you say, guys? What do you say? Where are we going to start? Let's start with the Because, Broncos. frankly, there's a lot to talk about. Well, there's a Super Bowl going on, but who cares about that? The Broncos aren't in it. Uh, 
I disagree. Let's go Super Bowl first. Let's sit on that for. Uh, I disagree. This is a great Super Bowl. Probably even, at least five minutes. So you're saying that Seattle and New England is a great Super Bowl? Is it's that a, what you're saying? Oh, it's a fantastic Super Bowl. Okay, so you have basically a team in the Patriots that if they win almost solidifies what would, I would consider a dynasty in the NFL, right? Tom Brady goes... Tom Brady. Probably is the best quarterback in NFL history if you, they win. You could, go, you could definitely make that argument. He becomes... He de- leaves the, uh, you know, the conversation of top five, top three type stuff, and then you're like solely, in, solely into talking about, is he number one? And then you is have this, he better than Joe Montana? Yeah, so you got a team that everybody hates in the Patriots, and then you have a team that... I don't know if everybody hates the Seahawks. I know Broncos fans and Broncos fans hate them. Yeah, yeah, but you got a Seahawks team that ought to win. I, I, I would think they should win this game. <sighs> They're the and and, and they the thing favored? is, everything is at stake for Tom Brady because now he becomes the guy. Does he become the guy who wins loses four Super Bowls? Yes. Instead of winning three, it would is, be, this, is this his seventh? It Super would Bowl? be no. It'd be losing three. It'd be since his sixth Super Bowl. Okay, so he would have lost three, and three, three Super Bowls. Yeah, and. One three. One three. I mean, that's in pretty incredible. So, I mean, well, he won, regardless, he's yeah, it's like two? Jim Kelly. Yeah. He's won three. Yeah. Right? He's and now three, now, and he's fourth? lost yeah, two. Yeah, it was like they beat, yeah, it was like 2001, 2003, 2004 that they won. And then yeah, they, they back to back in there. Yeah, 2003, 2004. And they beat? They beat the Rams first. Rams, uh, Carolina Panthers, Philadelphia Eagles. No. Yep. Really? Yep. They beat John Fox's Panthers. Yeah, and, and then they, beat, be, they beat the Eagles when Terrell Owens had that like broken leg. Right? Yeah, and he played well, but Donovan McMahon threw up on the on the field. Did they lose to the Giants twice? They lost to the Giants once. Twice. Twice. Two thousand seven and two thousand nine. That's pretty. Not verifying any facts. Or two thousand? <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't two thousand nine. It was two thousand. Whatever. The point is, it's a pretty 11. compelling Super Bowl. Once you, you know, once you really look at it, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Finally. Now that I have kind of put to bed the Broncos and I've just been like, all right, screw it. You know, Broncos aren't a Super Bowl team. They probably won't be for a while. I'm well, okay with it. But this Super Bowl is going to be fun. And, and I love the characters in the Super Bowl because on one hand, and then you have this deflate gate, which, ugh. what do you mean, ugh? Why do they keep saying gate after everything? The Watergate Hotel was a hotel. That's it what wasn't we do. Like a, it wasn't like a water gate thing. That's what we do. We do that all we do that with everything. Yeah. Podcast gate. <laughs> Podgate. That's just what this is yeah. gonna be but, called. But they just gave us our title. <laughs> Podgate. <laughs> well so I keep hearing about people saying deflate gate. This is not an important story. This isn't interesting. Blah 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 blah. They probably say it in that voice too actually. And my question is if this isn't interesting then then what is interesting? I mean, the whole thing about sports, frankly, is to say that things that aren't interesting are interesting. Man, like, that's that's the whole point. I, so if, there, if there's anything, and there also, people also say it's not important. Ross has only like, talked for like 15 or 20 <laughs> seconds, and I'm already on board with him. <laughs> this is a phenomenal story. The Flaygate wow. is, is exactly, and I've talked about before the reason why sports are important is because they're not important. It gives us all a reason to like. Yeah, it's an escape. Yeah, like would we all want to sit here and like we could all sit here and talk for hours about breaking down like the like the offensive matchups against the defensive line, and, and now that's important? No, that's boring. 
some sort of conspiracy where the Patriots have deflated think, the football. Everybody that is incredible. Everyone. They're using video <laughs> to try and track down what happened. They have a person of interest going to the bathroom <laughs> with incredible. the football. Yes. It's uh, like, amazing. Like everybody now knows more about footballs and how they need to be <laughs> how they're inflated. <laughs> no one knew this information prior. I to wonder this. how many idiot sports fans were googling PSI over the past. And you see, like, what um, is, wait, wait. the PSI of this thing is uh, isn't correct. So we have to we have to inflate the ball. This way, Feinstein had emailed me and Jeff and I think some of his other friends that article talking about how the Patriots had like the fewest fumbles at home That's right. from any other team by like a very wide margin. And it was also the Patriots in there again, like from a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, so it's like, well, does this really matter? Because I always kind of remember the Patriots. Remember that game last year when they played the Broncos? Denver's up 24 nothing at the half. And it was like every time they touched the ball, they were fumbling it. That's probably when they had you know what properly inflated. You know footballs. what I, they probably <laughs> overinflated them. You know what I remember is they probably the, overinflated the Broncos and underinflated theirs. You guys remember the deflate 2000 and then inflate? Why is it deflate and then inflate? Shouldn't inflammable means flammable. You guys remember the 2000? <laughs> regardless and irregardless. You guys remember the 2000 Ooh, 2005 teaser playoff game where the, the like against the Broncos and the Patriots, where the Patriots like had like five turnovers in that game, and they were all fumbles except for that one Champ Bailey interception. Yeah. So you know, I mean, they they obviously had fumble issues back then. They've had years of research. Yeah, years, really years of years and research. Damn footballs. But you know, at the I, 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 I tell you what, forget all that. Okay. No, hold on. Before you get into that, I loved Tom Brady's press conference where he looked like a man that had no idea what was coming for him. <laughs> He, yeah, yeah. He, it was and he dressed like a homeless man. He, like he, <laughs> he looked uh, like dopey or yeah, something. Just, I mean, a, a handsome dopey. Handsome. Well, of course, he's dreamy. But that that it was a dreamy guy that like walked in from a park bench. That's basically what See, he. See, this is like. all incredible theater. Like all that stuff. And it's, I like how people it's like, this hilarious. Is, I thought for a minute it was ruining the Super Bowl. Now I think it's not. It's made the Super Bowl very interesting. Oh, it's made it so interesting. Better. But I tell you what, the only thing that has made the Super Bowl interesting to me is my boy, Johnny Weir, is going to be doing Super Bowl coverage for NBC at, at the game. He already was interviewing players at Media Day today. He's pushing the gay agenda. And I'm like, booyah. Just trying to convert our youth. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of our agenda. This it's slowly seeping into the rest of America. I love it, and it's one of the my my, my as soon as I saw that announced, I'm like, yes. So wait, he's covering it like, uh, like what do you mean? Like, like Bob Costas isn't there? Johnny Weir's there? Yes. It's more like they're announcing. He's going to announce yes. the game. No, it's more like it's more like Bob <laughs> Hope. <laughs> but all right, no, I like it. That's no, great. I, 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 I was like, as soon as I saw that, I saw the tweet about it last week, and I was like needling people needlessly on Twitter. You know, I was like, Johnny Weir's going to be you doing that. You were needlessly needling people? Yes. Yes. That's good. If you could just lock Jeff in a room with Johnny Weir and Danilo Gallinari, he'd be one happy <laughs> man. A, a Weir Gallo sandwich? <laughs> uh, I don't know how that door got welded shut, guys, but we're not leaving here for a while. <laughs> I just had this picture of of Johnny Weir doing some segment on this, the pregame coverage and some homophobic idiot is watching the, the game. Is the, is the, well, there's a lot of homophobic idiots. Who the, the hell is this guy? What's all oh, that glitter doing what's on that? him? What's that? <laughs> is that a guy or a girl? I can't tell. Margaret, is that a guy or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> Margaret. Margaret, bring me another highlight. Is that a man or a woman? Damn it. 
I think I like it though, whatever it is. Queers. <laughs> Queers. Margaret, I think I might be queer. I like this young fella. <laughs> guy. Boy, he's got throat strong thighs. Thought only Wait, football is players had that. On NBC? Gotta yep. go camping, honey. I think oh, I'm pitching tent is? for this Johnny Weir fella. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's man. funny. Now the other big hilarious thing I think about is Marshawn Lynch. Yes, we're is refusing not, to answer questions. Isn't this today? just the best thing you've ever seen? You know, I, I good, thank for thank God for him because you know what? Those questions at Media Day are ridiculous. Well, this is not too, just like, from Media Day. I mean, it's he for, doesn't do it any for the general. whole season. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, let me ask you this. Is what Marshawn Lynch says more interesting or less interesting than the cliches that are spit out continually by these guys? Yeah, I mean, what did what do we need to hear when he had that long run where he just kept saying yes, thank you, or whatever he was saying? It's yes, like, thank you for asking. Did you want to say, oh yeah, you know, I I my offensive line blocked well, I, I ran eighty yards. It was you know credit to them, and you know, yeah. crazy play. Yeah, pat on the back, Marshawn. Like, Way that? to go. Yeah, like Good what? job. See, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be exactly like everybody else <laughs> and just repeat the same old boring bullshit, like a la Jean Fox. John Fox. <gasps> you just, like, repeat the same stuff, and that we just, like, clap I'm our hands down. and we say, this is great. That's what I talk about, what, <laughs> what, what most of sports punditry is. It's pretending that something is not interesting is interesting. Oh, like, I would hate like that saying, with John Fox. They'd go down there did you and hear what do, John Fox said? Yeah. This is really telling. John Fox, did you, did you hear that he mentioned the offensive line, but he did not mention the receivers. I think that's telling you. It's like, no, that's <laughs> no, stupid. Nobody cares. Why are you even talking about it? But then when Marshawn Lynch does it, he's basically saying as much or the equivalent to what everybody basically, else is saying. It, it really is making it bald face what basically the how cliche ridden the yeah. NFL is. So know? I love it. I love so all it. you want is pablum from these people. You don't want you don't want actual substance. You all you want to hear is just this ridiculous pe- repetitive BS. But we're in that. such a different time now where you know, okay, I was doing some research the other day for an NBA article and I was trying to figure out uh, oh, I was looking for an up. NBA article. Oh. Really? Yeah. I was, Did you have to say NBA? I was uh, I was looking at Brooke Lopez's <laughs> history as he I was, was writing playing. an NFL article, so I was looking at NBA stats. <laughs> yeah, I was about to, uh, you know, I was thinking about Marshawn Lynch, and I did so by digging into the NBA files. I, I, I really, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, have you guys seen my twelve-page uh, uh, expose on Marshawn Lynch? It's mostly about Sean Kemp, but. <laughs> But I tried. But so I, I go back and I'm looking at Brooke Lopez and I'm, I'm trying to figure out why he missed chunks of games. And I'm going, you know, it's like 2011 or something like that. And I'm like, why did he miss seven games here? So I go to his game log and I go to where he played like eight minutes in a game and then the next game he played zero. And you click on those and you click the recaps and it would tell you in the recaps on ESPN from years ago. Oh, yeah, Brooke Lopez sprained his ankle, blah, blah, blah. Then you go to the next game that he plays. He goes, Brooke Lopez is back after eight games of spraining his right ankle and this and that. So it's there is a purpose for recaps, but when you see plays like Marshawn Lynch's play, it's like, why isn't that just a Vine or a YouTube clip of, hey, look at this run? We don't need him to talk about that run. Like, what is he going to say that's going to blow you away? Oh, uh, we knew that they had... That play called on defense, and we knew this was going to be a good run. Okay, whatever. Well, you and I are, I guess, fortunate in a sense that we get to want to to cover the NBA, which the players in the NBA are, tend to be a little more honest than the people in the in the NFL. It's not as controlled an atmosphere Just, in the NBA as it is that. So you and I go to the locker room, and they're more inclined to give you, like last night, uh, uh, Aaron Aflalo was honest about his appraisal of both the Nuggets players and Brian Shaw. 
And it was pretty candid, to be quite honest with you. And you don't say get just that. Brian Shaw. I would say coaching staff. Coaching staff in general. Because as we kind of saw with Josh McDaniels today when he was talking about, uh, you know, he wishes he maybe would have listened to some of his assistants more. You know, it'd be curious to know how the Nuggets game plan for everything. Everybody has a specific job, so it all comes together. But yeah, you're right. No, but it was there was that candor. You don't see that in the NFL. You do not see it. Players in the NBA. This is one of the little reasons I love covering the NBA. But you get in the NBA a lot they, too when people ask about the game. Like, go, go yeah, they'll to, give you cliches. Go Gallo gives Kenneth cliches Freed for uh, yeah. for four hours. He's going to tell you the exact same stuff. We tried hard. We you know we didn't yeah. we didn't do well there. We got to get our energy up. Yeah, but but it's like but it's but it's more free. I mean, everyone can know it's more free than the NFL, which it comes is very scripted. Everything in the NFL is very scripted, and Marshawn Lynch is breaking the script, and the NFL cannot stand it. But more He's of it, risking being fined 500000 bucks for this. But more of it comes down to, to what questions are these players being answered. If you're not asking them anything that's going to engage them or make them think about what happened or be something of interest, then, yeah, you're not going to get if – if all you say is, could you talk about that run that you had for 80 yards? What the fuck kind of question is that? That's bullshit. Terrible. It's awful. What and if I he mean, was and like? I've said stuff like that. I've asked questions like that where I, I say something, I immediately go, "That was stupid. Why did I just say that?" And I get a crappy answer back, and I go, "Yeah, you gave me a bad answer because I gave you a shitty question." Your your fail his failure as an athlete is your failure as a reporter. Exactly. You know, and that's what it is. I mean, so my listen, dad always said, he "Watch always those says, Marshawn Lynch." Your ones. failure as a son is my failure as a father. <laughs> It's perfect. I mean, listen to those Marshawn Lynch <laughs> interviews and listen to what the reporters are asking him. It's garbage. No, he's never said that. <laughs> I saw that in a movie or something. That wasn't a movie, I think. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? It's a horrible thing to say. God, I feel like there was a big moment in some movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Richard Dreyfus was involved somehow, tangentially or maybe front and center. But to me, that's, that's what it is. If you want to talk to Marshawn Lynch, like... I think there was a video up today where he gave a phenomenal uh, interview with ESPN, and it's like, well, yeah, they probably asked him some actual questions about stuff, or you know, like dig in, think of what these guys haven't heard, or to do know. something more than do you like stuff, you know? Do you, yeah, and yeah. by by the way, wouldn't you want Marshawn Lynch on your team? Yeah, and isn't that the week. most important thing? And who cares about the play it? on the field is what matters? Yeah, and that guy's the man. And yep. He, I don't know if he coined that beast mode nickname himself, but that is the best nickname in the history of sports. I got to tell you, the Seahawks right. are like a guilty pleasure. I there's something appealing if it about for them. Russell Wilson. I Russell, like if it. Former Ru- Russell, Russell Wilson, former Rockies draft pick. I, like I would Wilson. love the Seahawks. <laughs> I cannot like stand Wilson? that. You know what it is? What it's, is it about? Is he because he's so that, pious? It's that uh, State Farm commercial where he's like. Given his like super serious motivational speech, it's like he's channeling. Did you ever watch that he show? Didn't write that shit. He yeah, just had yeah, but at whatever he was, P-check. he was loving it. He believed it. <laughs> he believed he was it. Loving it. He was eating that stuff. He up. is a well. Guess like, what? He, he is, won a damn Super Bowl, so it's working. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. Get the hell out of that here. is true. Uh, I, I I would say this. I like uh, I like Marshawn Lynch. I like Richard Sherman. I think Richard Sherman is hilarious. I like Doug Baldwin. I like Doug Baldwin. I like Richard it. Sherman like is Pete extremely intelligent. I don't know. It, I know Broncos fans like loathe Richard Sherman, but the man is if Pete, really if, on the ball. But I don't know again, if he's like, like really intelligent. If any of those, he is like 
Stephen Hawking. Stanford. That's got to be good. <laughs> I'm a football player. I mean, he did go to Stanford. That's true. <laughs> but if any of these guys, if Pete Carroll was the Broncos head coach, people would love him. I mean, yes. he's exciting. He's, he's the, He is literally the opposite of John Fox. Even, even like, if you just took John Fox's face and inversed it, it would look more like Pete Carroll. Like, if you took his stupid little chin and pushed it out a little bit more, like, even Pete Carroll, they both chew gum, but Pete Carroll chews gum more manly. I thought you meant if you cut off their faces and <laughs> re-put John Fox's face. What look is at, his face they off? Kind of look, they kind of look <laughs> the same, but, like, opposite in those subtle ways. I would love to have Pete Carroll as my. Well, coach. if it was if it was John Fox on the Seahawks, they'd be kneeling on you know. Oh yeah, third down. Yeah, you know, prevent defense. Prevent defense. Oh, we got I, a one score lead in the first quarter. Go I prevent. also I also would kill to have that Chancellor guy on my team. Cam Chancellor, safety. That guy yeah. is the man. Yeah. Did you see him jumping over that line to try to block that field goal? Oh, oh yeah, that was uh, after yeah. the Rams did that earlier in the uh-huh. year. Yeah, that was great. I like that shit. So uh, let's do our pick 'em for the Super Bowl right now. Who's going to win? And I'm second, first if, question uh, is who's going to win. Second question is who are you going to be rooting for? Well, I think as we all know, if, if Seattle gets a basketball team back, this could turn into the Seattle Sports Guys show after we move out there. It's <laughs> full of our love for the Seahawks. I love Seattle. That's a good city. And, and I, I, I'll tell and you. Close it, to Portland, it, which is another good city. Oh, uh, Portland. That Northwest Quadrant up there is pretty just, pretty interesting. Eh? I just wish Fraser Crane was a real person that I could go move to and live next door. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Going again. Most people think about Miami, L.A., New York. We're over here pining away for Seattle and Portland. You know, I, I want to bring something up apropos to Seattle. I have seen an overwhelming number of people out there saying that Seattle Seahawks have not had fans until recently. That's bullshit. They've that is like yeah. bullshit. And, and it is, and it has a lot to do with... Can we look at attendance numbers to figure that out? If, well, if you just looked at like... <laughs> like look at how Denver uh, is, maybe with the exception of the Broncos, but mainly because of Peyton Manning. But Denver doesn't get a lot of notice around the league, uh, around the country, right? Because we're out here in the middle of nowhere. Nuggets are not really paid attention to. Rockies aren't. And even the Broncos, to a certain degree, are not paid attention to as much as the Patriots or some of the other teams on the yeah. East Coast. The Seattle Seahawks are way out in the middle of nowhere, regionally and geographically. Like, they are, there's nowhere anywhere, nothing anywhere near them. It's yeah. not even another pro football. Like, San Francisco is the closest team, probably? Yeah, yeah. My and way off on that? Yeah. No, that's no I would say San I think Francisco. they are the Absolutely. most geographically remote professional city in the United States. Yeah, and then the other team that's... Probably equally as remote as Denver. Yeah, because Denver's right in the middle of the country and no one's around them. Yeah. Nobody. Kansas City's probably the closest, I would guess. And Cardinals, maybe? No, Cardinals, Cardinals are, are close, close to, to LA. LA. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know much but again, the Cardinals well, are probably ignored as well. The Seattle Seahawks have had a strong fan base for a long time. I know because I spent a lot of time up there as a kid visiting family. And you'd be like, you guys are Seahawks fans. <laughs> I think Dave Craig just threw another interception. <laughs> Dave Craig. <laughs> oh, he just got sacked again. <laughs> so, anyway, it's an unfair uh, unfair generalization about Seahawks fans, and I've seen some Bronco fans saying it. Uno mas. So, uh, anyway, cheers to Seattle. I hope they win. So, back to predictions. Yeah, yeah. I'll go uh, Seattle 31, Patriots 22. Hmm, and I'm going to be rooting for Seattle the whole time. I'm going to go Seattle. I'm a Cam Chancellor jersey, too. Sorry, <laughs> Seattle, 30, Patriots, 24. 
I'm no, no, rooting for. Right. I'm I'm rooting for Seahawks. I think Seahawks drop about. I'll say thirty-eight, <laughs> and they and the Patriots twenty-four. I think it's going to be a high-scoring Super Bowl. I yeah, really what if do. it was like fourteen to ten? It won't suck. be. It won't be. What are you it guys? Are you guys be. going to a Super Bowl party? No, nah, me and my buddy are getting the families together. Booyah! What are you doing? I think my friend might be having a soiree at his gigantic. Can, can I just say it's the first time in my life I've ever I've had a friend say, "What are you doing for the Super Bowl? We want to get the families together." <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I I'm just, old. I just sprouted like three more gray hairs on my temple here, and I was like, and the worst part about it is, I was like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> yeah. See, the I was so excited. The unfortunate thing about being one of the few gay people who like sports. That is, that is just a generalization. <laughs> it is a generalization that is We've talked 80, about so many 85% times about, about, true. about all the gays that are probably <laughs> in sports, and now you're saying there's not many gays who like sports? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? So I'm just probably going to you know, have hang with my dad. Probably is what I'm going to do. Maybe a game of Scrabble breaks out? Yeah. Well, let's pl- play Scrabble. Scrabble is a full-contact sport. Are you pretty good at Scrabble? I'm not as good as you'd think I'd be. Oh, I didn't say I'd <laughs> yeah, think you'd well. be good. <laughs> that was a really, uh, not even a humble brag, like a giganto brag. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm not as good as you probably think I am, though. <laughs> I bet I would kick the shit out of you at Scrabble, just so you know. <laughs> I'd lose. I'm much better than you think I am. <laughs> my, my best word would be, like, have. Like, that's all I got, oh, guys. These, Listen, these are the worst. Listen, all I care I trade about, them bitches in all right I care about is Johnny Weir is going to be doing the pregame. So. <laughs> all right. Screw that. We talked too much about that. All right. Bronco. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to pull up a picture of Johnny Weir interviewing Rob Gronkowski, and you're going to admire it with me. What are you saying? What, why can't I we move know. on? I, never Shut mind. Up. We can't. Both we did our predictions and the scores. Yeah. Right. What did I say? 38-24 Seahawks? Yeah. Now, can we talk about the Broncos now? Yeah. Let's get into the Broncos. Denver Broncos fired local conservative goofball John Fox. Is, we not had a podcast since this happened? No. Yeah, it's a picture of two nuggets holding each other on the floor. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Jeff? I don't know. He's trying to get us to appreciate the gayness of Johnny Weir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I could see where the guy would be like, is that a man or a look woman? Look how awkward. Looks like an ugly woman. <laughs> look where... Look where <laughs> Look where! Look how awkward Rob Gronkowski looks, like. looks. He's like, eh. looks like Gronkowski's <laughs> younger brother. There, he looks like uh, who is that British woman actress from Dame Judi Dench? No, <laughs> from the Mummy. From uh, do you guys ever see Michael Clayton? Yes, great, great movie. Really good. Who's movie. The, oh, that's a great who's movie. Who's the what female uh, lead in that? Is she the chick from like the Mummy and all that too? Was she in the Mummy? She was also in the Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. She plays the old bitch. Oh, is that the the girl that's in that uh, Only Lovers? I don't know. Left alive. What's her name? Is she Constantine? Have you seen Constantine? Yeah, I think she, she plays w- that. Yes, Angel. Angel. She plays, she's Gabriel. Uh, she plays Gabriel. Oh man, what's her name? Yeah, I love yeah, that movie. You're right. Yeah. She looks. He just looks. You're, like, you're you're right. Yeah. What's her name? Yeah, it kind of looks like her. What? It looks exactly kinda. like her. Is that Philip uh, Bowen? What? I think that's her name. Her, her name's Philip. I don't think it's Philippa. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it might be even. When I prove myself right, 
It's not <laughs> Philippa. Just go to uh, Only Lovers Left Alive IMDb. She Don't go to that one. Go to the one we know she's in. Michael She's Clayton. in that. I just watched it like two <laughs> nights ago. It's a modern vampire movie. It's awesome. Hold on. I'll just look up Constantine because that's easier. All right. No, she's not going to even show up on there until yeah, she like, is. you have to go to expanded cast and crew. Yeah, you have to have, do you have, a, do you have an IMDb <laughs> premium account? No, I got it. I'm probably going to think of it before you guys look it up. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, well, the Denver Broncos fired John Fox, as expected and predicted. And uh, rightfully so, and well-deserved. and probably Tilda Swinton. Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Swinton. That's yeah, her. Tilda yeah. Swinton. Johnny Weir looks like Tilda Swinton. Now that we got that that's an insult. That's bit, kind of an yeah. insult to both of them. We got 15 minutes left to talk Broncos. <laughs> we have no time limit on this shit. We no, can we talk do. as long as we want. I'm okay. walking out that door at 9 p.m. <laughs> talk about Gary Kubiak. What do you think about Kubes coming to Oh, it's the great. Oh, hold on. Kubiak. We got to talk about Broncos fire their head coach. Pete yeah. Manzon. It was assumed. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone care that John Fox got you, fired? You know what made me... Uh, I started thinking I about... Do. I do. I... <laughs> John Fox, get out of here. Uh, we are done. I was interviewing with the Bears Shut up. before the playoff game. Uh, and uh, you know what I would we describe first you, down John Fox, is uh, an incompetent, smug asshole. Jeez. Is there anything worse Jeez. than... Like, the guy walks out the door and you're not afraid to kick him <laughs> on the way out. You know what I say about Ross Martin? Next man. Who up. are you? <laughs> I've never heard of you. Next man up. We actually, have a next man up, Carl C. I actually have some, uh, have some audio from a local Chicagoan who is very excited about John Fox being there. Says he might even take him out to, his, uh, to the lake where his dad makes like a, some kind of food. Yeah, let me see if I can find that. Oh, there we, here we go. Oh, my God. Uh, so I've been I've been like a Bears fan for like since I was like since I was like born, and I I just want to tell you like I'm not even kidding like my dad he is like he by the way did you know my dad like he knows Mike Ditka like he used to own this business and Mike Ditka was like he used to go in there all the time you own a restaurant right downtown and Mike Ditka came in all the time he, John Fox he is like my dad tells me that my dad said. John Fox is going to turn this whole team around, and we have all the pieces in place. All we're missing is like really good leadership. And my my dad said that if my, when I come home on spring break, that he might even invite John Fox over for a barbecue. And and he makes like and like my dad said that he'll make the the best hot dogs you've ever had. And John Fox is probably going to come over and have hot dogs with us. And I am not even kidding you guys. I am like so excited. And. My, my, we, we were like, we got opening day tickets to the Cubs. Every year, my dad picks me up, and we go to the Cubs game on opening day. And oh my god, we're probably gonna sit in the box in the suite with John Fox. I'm not even kidding. Man, that kid is excited for John Fox to get there. And I'm, by the way, I am 27 years old. I, that's really important for you to know that I'm 27, and I go to University of Colorado. And I can't wait to go home for spring break to hang out with my dad. <laughs> my dad is like the best guy. Spring break. John Fox. I don't know why my, my mom has been like such a fucking batch lately. <laughs> it's like, mom, I want a new Volvo XC60. Why can't I have one? It snows a lot in Colorado. I need to get to the slopes. It does. I know I, I, I haven't used my ski pass once. But it's really important I have it socially. 
You know, so you, I can make a lot of connections. You think a kid from Chicago would uh, that his family would value a vehicle with four wheel drive? You know, I mean that's a. That's My a mom's like, I'm like, mom, I'm not driving that Pontiac Grand Am. The thing is, like, so all it smells. All right, I gotta hit the stop button on this guy. He's gone. Jeez, Louise, that kid's crazy. By the way, you know his name is probably Dougie or something. I, I think that's a girl. <laughs> that's a girl. Is that a girl? <laughs> Damn. I Delina. think her name is Stephanie. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh man. All right. So John Fox is gone. Adam Gase mm. is gone. Jack Del Rio's gone. Okay. You know. Let me let me just opine on this. The Nuggets. Or excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right. Somebody's that's, ready for a couple of coaching changes. Right. <laughs> All right, he's done. He's right. done. Jeff will be with us. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> that was the quickest opine I've ever heard. <laughs> no, the Broncos, the coaching staff, like Del Rio, Gase, and even Fox, all had like one foot out the door. And it really kind of gets under my Didn't skin. Did you guys talk about this with Les Shapiro two weeks we ago? We did, but I want you to weigh in on this. Oh. They had one oh, foot out did. the door. We did. <laughs> we did. Well, they had one foot out the door. <laughs> it kind of gets I under mean, my skin. It's this like, has been literally a month, I think. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> That's how frequently we podcast anymore. Um, so, it, like, it just kind of bugs me that they, like, and that, that it explains to me, like, why the the game t- plan was so vanilla. All right, fuck all that. Let's talk about <laughs> you know? Kubiak. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Shut up. Oh, Answer we, the damn question. You weren't here last time. It's good. Whatever. It's, 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 it's we all better, hated the coaching It's better staff. they lost when they did them. instead of losing a week later That's or true. even nah, they weren't going to win the Super Bowl. We talked about hating the Broncos line. coaching staff all season, so we're all happy. Yeah. He is not Les Shapiro. He looks like Les Shapiro. More hair. <laughs> well, he did the Chicago thing. So. Yeah, he did. Uh, all right, so Gary Kubiak's in. All I have to say about Chicago is a city who's prized – Gourmet cuisine is a hot dog. <laughs> hot dog. Maybe they shouldn't talk shit about food hat ever. Hat dog. Hat dog. So we got Gary Kubiak. We got Rick Dennison. We got Elway. Um, We're interviewing Wade Phillips. Uh, I, yeah, that that blows my mind. Speaking of which, what's be Wade honest. been doing the last couple of years? Just eating, drinking. Just eating Evan wings. Williams. Well, it's only, it hasn't been a couple of years. It's only been a year. Eating hot wings. He's coached two years ago. He was the defensive coordinator for the uh, Houston, Houston, uh, oh, Houston Texans. Texans. And Just then this last year? he was the, uh, the uh, interim head coach for the rest of the season. So he's only been out for a year. He's when like, when, when he Kubiak like, went down on yeah. the sideline? Yeah. Oh, wow. Has anybody been an interim head coach more than that guy? <laughs> no one. <laughs> because it was like New Orleans. You well, know. I don't know. What about that it's guy like, uh, for the like, Nuggets? It's like, do you need an interim head coach? Call Who's Wade Phillips. The guy for the Nuggets. Gene Littles. It seems like he was Gene the interim Littles. coach a lot. Gene Littles was the head coach of the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. As I remember, he probably went from interim to the head coach. <laughs> Guarantee it. What do you think it's like for Eric Studis? Ty Corbin's like, I'm coming after your interim <laughs> coach. Shit, that's Gene right. Littles. Do you think Eric Studisville just every at the end of every season he just hides in a coat closet and they forget about him and then and then he comes out like three weeks later he's like I'm still here and they're like ah. he's, he's like hey yeah. Gary here's your uh, coffee we, we uh, I'm gonna to go work f- with the running backs we'll we forgot to fire Studisville again still the running backs coach that's that's amazing how he survived <laughs> we just keep forgetting to fire him but really. we have good <laughs> running backs so he's doing a hell of a good job <laughs> he's no Bobby Turner and he coached sure. that damn Broncos Raiders game when Tebow went crazy oh that was the those were the days those man. were the days Studisville <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy Rick Dennison. I have no idea. Did those two about drunk it. guys get fired? 
They're probably still on the no, team. No, no, you mean Heckert and uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, Matt, Matt Russell? Russell? They're still here. They're still good for them. He had a green drink in Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. They're here. Fox has gone. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad Kubiak's Nate here. Nate knows it's all perfect. about green drinks. Scale of, Kubiak uh, is a perfect coach. Scale of A, B, C, D, or F, how the Broncos do on the head coaching hire? Is A, a. on a scale of A to F, A being the worst, F being the best? Uh, no. Uh, traditional grade. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no pluses or minuses, though. How'd a. they do with the coaching? The coaching hire. A plus. A. Yeah. There's no pluses or minuses. I mean, A. 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 How can you not have pluses or minuses? You can throw the plus in there. You can break it. If I say it's a scale of 1 to 10, you say 11. I ain't going to stop you. <laughs> you said traditional grading. I don't, I don't know what your concept of traditional grading is. I don't give a I shit about Rick Dennison. One. I don't give a shit about Wade Phillips. I don't care about the coordinators. Honestly, we had Jack Del Rio was supposedly... A prime pick for defensive coordinator because of all this head coaching. I don't care. It's about the coach, the head coach, and Kubiak is the man, and I like him. Yeah. Why is he the man? What has he What has he done that's been so great? How, well, he's won three Super Bowls from coaching, right? From the coaching position. Like two with the Broncos, and what was the other one? San Francisco. What was he doing? The, the San hell Francisco? are you talking about? Kubiak never coached. Kubiak here. was like the. Quarterbacks coach for the Niners when they won the Super Bowl. Oh, '94. Like he was with Shanahan. Yeah, Are you serious? When they won it. Yeah. I thought he went straight. From no, the I just made that up. I just made that up, and it happens to be true. No, yes, that's true. He's won three three Super Bowls. What the hell is Renee? She's supposed to fact check this stuff. <laughs> Boy, we, that's what's happened. Is that Renee hasn't been around. She hasn't so been able to keep he's us on got that. Now I've, I've I've heard that argument. What has Kubiak done? He's. A well-respected coach that uh, fits in with the organization. He's a, my guy, for one. He's our guy. Well, I'll tell you this. Now, <laughs> like, if we could get, are there better coaches out there? Yeah, but we're not going to get Pete Carroll. Well, we're not going to get Mike Tomlin, I think, is probably a better coach. We're yeah. not going to get all these pie-in-the-sky guys like Bill Cowher or John Gruden, these guys that are done, they haven't coached for. Do you know? Do you realize I, a lot of people are talking about Bill Cowher and, and John Gruden. John Gruden hasn't coached for seven years, I think. Bill Cowher, nine. Like, they're done. Yeah. Um, I, I thought if it wasn't Kubiak, it should have been Mike Shanahan, and I pretty much knew it wasn't going to be Mike Shanahan. And Shanahan's been out of the game for a couple years now. A couple so years, but like, he's going to come back somewhere. I like the Kubiak hire because he did really, really well with the Texans. The Texans came into a couple seasons as a pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. His only problem there was he had Andrew Feinstein playing quarterback for him, which wasn't going to work out. I mean, Matt Schaub sucks. But yes. the running game was good there. Their defense was good. I just want to say, I think, I think it's good. Andy Feinstein is much better looking than Mashop. Oh, that's a kind thing to say. Well, I just want to say that. Feinstein is a handsome man. Thank you for the beers. Better Andy. than Schaub. But I agree with you. But doesn't it matter that it's, just, it's Kubiak? Kubiak's the guy we always wanted ever since Shanahan left. He was the guy that we always wished would who, come back and coach. I think and, that's who John Elway always wanted, to be honest with you. Well... That's John what Elway and what Denver wants and what John Elway wants is the same thing. Well, think about it. When when John used to come home pissed drunk on those road games when him and Kubiak were roommates, who was opening the door for him? Coops. <laughs> He'd let him in, let him pass out. He'd probably, set, he'd probably set a vibrating alarm not to wake John up so he could play well the next day. What, uh, uh, Ross, what was that tweet you had? Uh, if you smell cow shit in the air, it's going to rain. It's going to snow. It's going to snow. You smell scotch breath, Elway's going to fire your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so I make true. light of Elway's probable alcoholism. 
but he's uh, functioning, you know. But it's so let funny. Me take a step back because I, I, you know, he pushed me down once. When I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm on his side. Yeah, I'd push Jeff down too. With that too, chance, I think man. you deserved it. <laughs> Friggin' queer. I, I don't think. I don't think that was a part of it. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not a homophobe. I'm just saying that wasn't part of it. <laughs> it probably wasn't part but of it at the time. I, I just want to take a step back real quick. Go back to uh, the John Elway press conference and even the Kubiak press conferences. We were talking earlier about guys using cliches, guys not saying anything while they're saying words. Yeah. I am always impressed with the way, and, and I don't really watch a lot of press conferences. I always see clips. But I watched the entire Elway press conference. I watched the entire Kubiak press conference. I thought they were not bullshitting around or dodging questions. I thought they were just being straight up honest with, you know, the questions they were answered or they were asked. And I, I find that to be kind of, I don't want to say refreshing, but I like it and I enjoy it from a fan standpoint. When you're watching Belichick up there give his, you know, curmudgeon answers, like, he's, you, you can tell that guy is lying more times than he's not, and I'm not saying that's bad. We're on to I'm Cincinnati. just saying I kind of like it. I kind of like it with Kubiak and Elway, and they seem like they're on the same page, and that's really one of the most important things, right? And sometimes I, I like winning with guys you know. You know, like, it would feel, if they had won a Super Bowl with John Fox, I mean, he's kind of a, a, a what would you call that, like a mercenary coach? He's a schmuck. He's a, he's yeah, a, he's, I would call him a like a. Bronco. Like, Kubiak's a Bronco, a man. Smug, he is a Bronco. Like, I like that. And, and you know, he's for. He's a schmuck. He's a smug schmuck. John and Fox. And you kind of look at a guy like, like Brian Shaw, like, he's a Laker. It's like, is a Laker going to help the Nuggets out? Like, you, you want, you want, Bron- you want these familiarities. I mean, we have it with, with Waugh, Sackett, Kubiak, Elway. What are, you, what are you saying? Are you saying you want Chauncey back? No, I'm just saying it's, it's nice to, I'm behind Kubiak because I feel like we know him. You know, I don't, I don't know Kubiak at all, but I feel like I know him. Denver yeah, likes I mean, its own. Okay, let's just put it to you this way. Denver likes its own. They like take If you ain't from outsiders. Colorado, get the hell out. You ain't from Colorado. We ain't want to known you. People be like, hey, guys, get out. Get guys, Kubiak's off from Colorado. Be like, you take your blasphemy and you get the hell out of here. You get the hell out of here. I don't know why we're suddenly from the South, but get the hell out of Colorado. Get <laughs> the hell out of here. <laughs> but no, that's true. I mean, it's kind of like the, the, the Nuggets I mean, if pursuit, they hired Bill, of, would, pursuit of Chauncey. Would you, know, you be excited like, about hiring Bill Cowher? I'd be like, why are no. we on the Steelers son I actually, I actually don't agree with that. I don't agree that the person has to be have history. I don't think they have to have history, but it feels good when they do. Well, it, well, it certainly is an added benefit. It's, one, it's, like, Kubiak, it's like a nice uh, warm Kubiak, blanket that's soft. Well, it, it's like Kubiak had a track record of success here. And so there's that aspect. It's like it is kind of nice and warm and fuzzy feeling to bring him back. But let's face it, if it was between Pete Carroll and Gary Kubiak, I'd take Pete Carroll in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'd take Pete Carroll. Give me Kubes, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd take <laughs> but I will also say this. It's more fun watching a team that um, isn't winning a Super Bowl if you like the guys that are involved. And let's face it, just by the sheer numbers, the Broncos aren't going to win a Super Bowl every year. So we might as well enjoy watching Kubiak coach the team and enjoy watching the players that we have. And you know, I think Kubiak's the type of guy who will build a solid team and a team that will and this time have the year, ability to go all the way through the Super Bowl, not just have a great regular season. but And this time next year when you know the Chiefs and the Rams are in the Super Bowl and we're sitting here <laughs> bitching about Kubiak and the dumb decisions he made on fourth down, 
and the, why he didn't throw a f- challenge flag. <laughs> but isn't there. that the essence of being a fan, though? The really, the, the 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 notion of being a fan, the essence of being a fan, is loving when your team is up and bitching about them when they're down. Yeah. That's just you want to know who I want to punch <clears throat> in the face hmm. is the morning after a loss, a devastating loss. That douchebag who's like, I'm still a Bronco fan for life. All you haters are bandwagon fans. I want to punch that person in the face and tell them they're an idiot. <laughs> but it's a, it's, I will pace them in the this, face with my Who fist. is this like, <laughs> it's a funny, idiot? It's a funny human nature thing, though, right? Like, Let's say we get done with this podcast and we walk outside to Jake's and it's you know, five degrees out and snowing. We're going to be miserable, right? We're going to be like, oh, man, I wish it was hot, you know. And then when it's super hot outside and you walk out there and you're, you got a little uh, little sweat building up, you're going, man, I wish it was some wind. I wish it was a little cool out here, you know. <laughs> that's kind of how it is with sports, you know, or with life in general. When things are good, you're liking it. or But you always want to change stuff, right? That was no, that's the greatest true. analogy I've ever heard. No, it really. I think it, was, it, was, it was basically apropos <laughs> to everything in life. Just crush that shit. <laughs> it all comes down to the, people say you shouldn't talk about weather, but that's what it all boils down to. Really, everything well, is about that. that. It's like Cliff Clavin said: everything is comfortable shoes. Really, what as Nate said, everything is the weather. Really, like the everything weather. in life is the weather. We have good weather right now. Yeah, it's beautiful. Has anybody talked about how if the, the Super Bowl happened this year with the Broncos out in New York with all the snow and all that? I'm sure plenty of people have. Have they? <laughs> Probably have. Yeah, I saw some tweets about that. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I think Mark Kisla tweeted about it. Oh. So you God. and Kisla, same wavelength. All right, so let's get into something important. A couple of weeks ago, during the, the John Elway press conference, there was a... Um, <laughs> somebody said something along the lines of... They, they started the question with, irregardless. Yes, it stood out to me, as I recall. And uh, I wasn't the only one who noticed it. In fact, Jeff tweeted about it immediately because he's not as good at Scrabble as you would think he is. (laughs) Irregardless. I think I figured out who it was. And I'm just going to... I have a bunch of evidence. I was going to read through it, but we've got to wrap this podcast up. It was Jeff Legwald. Okay, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We can't go out on that. <laughs> yeah, like the, uh, the the use of a made-up word? It was laggy. Uh, do you know his friends call him laggy? No, I had no idea. Are you, I didn't are know he had friends. His friends. Yeah, yeah. Hey, laggy. Hey, laggy. Laggy, come over here. I did see uh, local yokel Ben Hawkman had tweeted out during the Nuggets game. He called Yusuf Nurkic Nurky. And I was like, no, that's not going to stick. And he goes, what about Nurky Thompson? What's up with uh, no. Ben Hockman's, uh, like, he's obsessed with giving people nicknames. Yeah, that's his thing. Is that like one of those things where you'll be able to live on forever if you were the one that coined some, like, he's, nick- he's nicknaming everybody, right? Von Fournier like, just, more Just for that small yeah, chance I was, that they become the next, like, I was, I believe, I was the first Lucky person Luciano, right? to call Evan Fournier the French Mamba. And then, then that got appropriated everywhere. <laughs> so you're the same way. I, well, like, yeah. w- like in, in 80 years, you guys are dying because you're tweeting out, I came with that nickname. I came with the <laughs> French Mamba. I may have been the first person in Colorado to write Bosnian bear in an article. <laughs> yes, you did. Was well, that no, the first there was a dispute between the two of us about who, who, had, who had done that first. Did but, I coin the jerkage? Jerk- Jer- yes, it was you. I've been saying Jerkic a lot when he's out there playing and he like blocks a shot or something. I'm like, boy, Jerkic. Jerk- <laughs> yeah. Jerk- I like that. I like All right, that before, before we go, we have to 
throw some nugget stuff in here because, you know, nuggets. Because they're literally killing me, Jeff. They're, they're literally taking years off my life. Well, we gotta we got to get the... Colorado Sports Outsiders opinion on the Nuggets right now. Well, this is this is such Ooh, a fun. Me? This is <laughs> okay. Such a, it's such a fun time in, in Nuggets Nation because this is the first time we've had a bad team since you know most of us were since in last puberty. Year. You know, well, since last year, but this is the first time we've been. In well, a, that, in if a you bad don't include place. the last five years, we haven't had a bad team in like six years, six seven <laughs> years. But it's just it's interesting because you know as, as as I started blogging as as Jeff came aboard, they've always been pretty darn good you know at least at least playoff good at least yeah. you know fifty win good so it's it's interesting to see kind of how our comment section Nate is starting and I go back to, to the Carme- Carmelo Anthony days <laughs> yeah so so old school <laughs> so long but I mean you're seeing I stopped the, watching when they let go of Roscoe Svetskovic. I broke my heart yeah well, he must have been good. <laughs> You remember Roscoe Svetkovich? No. no. Oh. I don't think that's a real person at all. <laughs> what you you seriously don't know who Roscoe no. Svetkovich is? No. When, when did this happen? Roscoe Svetkovich. Maybe go ahead. Continue. You're shitting me? No, I didn't. Colorado Sports Outsider? Everybody knows who Roscoe Svetkovich Never mind. Go ahead. Nate. Google that later. Well, I was just going to say it, it's interesting to see how kind of our comment section is kind of starting to... The conversation's going in there, and I, I, I'm, I'm thinking back now. I'm like, man, I wonder. Because, I mean, George took some heat, and Brian Shaw's taken some heat, and there's a lot of people that are, you know, you see it on Twitter, hashtagging fire Brian Shaw or fire Shaw, whatever. And it's just funny that, you know, I, I kind of think back to Andy's days of having firegeorgecarl.com, and I would read his comment section, and I would think, man, some of these people are lunatics. Like, they really hate this guy. And, you know, it doesn't always, to me, it always doesn't, come down to just one thing like there's a lot of problems with the nuggets and yeah that's my question they're they're for all the vitriol for brian shaw's actions or decisions or, or whatever if you remove brian shaw from the team from the equation what changes nuggets would go on an eight game winning streak <laughs> and then they were going in Seven See, game losing streak, yeah, and, and, and they would still be three games below. You know, this is the thing. You know, I was talking. I was, I was actually thinking about this today. If they, fi- if they fired Shaw, and the Nuggets are eighteen and twenty six right now, or twenty seven, something like that. If they fired him right now, they would probably go on a eight nine game winning streak. And I keep thinking, is that good? Why would why do you say that? It's just it's what happens when people fire coaches, except for the Sacramento Kings. Or like, like I mean, that literally, that's what happens. You just start winning games because there's like there's that rush of euphoria. It's something new. Yeah, same thing <laughs> happened when they uh, got rid of what's his face, Mozgov, right? Didn't they go on a five game? <laughs> yeah, so they won like four. Or? Like it's like they had won it's one like, in a row, shit. and then they won. Yeah, I forgot you can get fired. Uh, let's all. Pay attention or something. I, was like, yeah, and there was kind of a sense of urgency there. But I, I've kind of been – I was thinking today, I'm like, you know, as much as I've had questions about what Shaw's doing and how he communicates with the team, handles the team, his X's and O's, I'm like, you know, at some point, what if it what if it clicks for Shaw and he starts kind of changing things and, and things – you know, the way I mean, you want him to do it? Like the way no, you – No, however he wants to do it. But, I mean, you look back at – I mean, look at any coach, you know, said for a couple of guys – 
mean, look at George Carl, his first job. He got fired from a few different places along the way before he wound up in Seattle and started winning games. You know, I mean, there's, there's going to be a, a – you have to mature as a coach. How long does it take? Do the Nuggets want to wait that long? But then you look at a guy like Mike Butenholz from the Atlanta Hawks, and the Hawks are the freaking arguably the best team in basketball, at least the best team in the Eastern Conference. And it's like he was hired the same offseason as Brian Shaw – Look at that Hawks roster. Would you really have said at that time that that Hawks roster was better than Denver's? No way in hell. But he's got this roster playing magnificent. Now they're talking about Jeff Teague, Kyle Korver, Paul Millsap, and Al Horford should all be on the all-star team. It's like, holy shit. This one coach seems to have, through a season and a half, turned that entire organization around. And it's like, why has that not happened here? Why are the Phoenix Suns having so much success under Jeff Hornacek? and Brian Shaw is not able to get things going in Denver. I mean, is the roster that bad? Well, Nate, is Nate, the coaching that bad? The roster's not good. The, the roster isn't right. amazing, but it's to say it's vastly inferior than to the Hawks roster is ludicrous. It's not. The, the Hawks roster, actually, if you think about it, it's Al Horford, star, kind of. Outside of that, but Al Horford's a, been injured for most of it. Yeah, and they're they're playing like the the 2012-2013 Nuggets. You know, that's basically how they're playing. And so they'll make the playoffs, losing the first. How round. are they playing yeah. like the Nuggets? No, I just, I mean, that's they just that feel have about that momentum. Them. Yeah, yeah. And, upward swing. And you know, listen, they don't have to all play like the freaking Spurs in order to succeed. And you know, there's other avenues. The, the Suns don't play like the Spurs, and yet they're they're winning. You know. This is there's more than one way to do this. I don't anticipate Brian Shaw changing. He has a philosophy and he sticks to it. Um, Wasn't that the thing then that we should be focusing on? Is you know Josh Kroenke hired Brian Shaw under the guise that Brian Shaw was going to be able to transform them into a different stylistic team. But you can't change styles. You know you can't make red velvet cake out of carrots and steak and potatoes can't do it so what do you do i mean is that it i mean is it if you change the roster over does that give you the ingredients to make what brian shaw is trying to cook no but aren't the nuggets tanking there's a, that's okay i mean what do you, i don't understand <laughs> the term tanking needs to get the fuck out of here because it doesn't apply to anything the nuggets have what won too mean? many games to quote unquote tank 18 yes the knicks have won like five or seven they're doing a better job. You're not going to. You're not going <laughs> to catch those teams. I mean, I don't know. What All right. So then, fine. Forget tanking. Aren't they taking the season off? Are they trying to miss the playoffs? Perhaps? No, no. Just they're saying we, we don't have what it takes. Tanking to me means that you're going for the top pick in the draft, the number one pick, the or just pick. Uh, they're waiting for a season to pass, waiting to get a couple picks, and it's not always about the top pick. It's about. It's not about sucking for luck. It's about just, you know, we don't got it this year. And let's not make a big hullabaloo about it. Let's just weather the storm, get through the season, and then move on to next. And then see what happen, can happen well, then. Okay. Kind of. Could be. I, I mean, but the directive coming into the season was not to tank. Says who? Said the Nuggets. I, I mean... Everybody who knew anything <laughs> said the Nuggets were not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but that, they'd that's, be tenth seed or it's tenth kind of, place. It's kind of like this. Well, this is going exactly how everybody thought it would, and everybody's surprised or they're disappointed. Where we what we have seen, what we have seen though, 
is that a lot of these losses, especially recently, have come directly because of decisions Brian Shaw's made. That now, is horse pucky. But, but, it's, but it's true. <laughs> and <laughs> because of this, it leads to, like I said, if you fire the coach. Nothing, it's, it's nothing the, changes. If you fire the coach, they'll go on a winning streak and they'll win too many games for them to get a good draft pick. That is why that is why Bright Shaw will not be fired that until is the off season. Some interesting logic, but I, have you, okay, far fetched. I mean, that, I like that. Remember that's when the, the Nuggets things, fired that's the type of thing I would say? Fired Jeff Bazilic. <laughs> they fired Jeff Bazilic, and the Nuggets won thirty two. Went thirty two and eight with George Carl. That's your proof for this whole <laughs> freaking hodgepodge of a thing. I think the Nuggets remember might when they, if they fired fire Jim Shaw, Tracy and. If the Nuggets fired Shaw, they might fire Clint Hurdle, Clint Hurdle, yeah. and Jim Tracy. And then, yeah. Yeah. I think that Jeff is, has a point where the Nuggets might win a few too many games if they let Brian Shaw go. If they if they let Brian Shaw go and put in a coach that would cater to this team's strengths and let turn them loose and let them run, yeah, they might run into some trouble there. But who are they going to find now? Why why wouldn't they just? I mean, why would they make that decision now? Is yeah, my I question. Don't think they're going they, to. they would just. I don't think they're the going to. This is the thing. And, and how I mean, do you know that Brian Shaw isn't? A, a good part coach. of the long-term strategy of the Denver Nuggets. And, and From all accounts, Brian Shaw is a part of the Nuggets' long-term plan. No one has said anything otherwise. Well, or, yeah, but you know, no one projects and no that someone's going to be fired. Or yeah. he was in an interim coach, we just and they're waiting until somebody better comes along. Some NBA team just had said, I think either today or yesterday, they're going to be evaluating their head coach. And it's like, what? Evaluating your head coach. You're going to say that in the press? And there's all this yeah, talk no about, there's still that. more talk about Tom Thibodeau coming around, you know, about they they hired this, uh, they hired somebody to evaluate if he's playing guys the right amount of minutes and stuff. And it's like, what? Like, they're trying to get rid of Tom Thibodeau in Chicago, basically. But it's just crazy, man. I, I don't know what the right answer is. but I don't blame him. And, and I, I, I think, I tell too, you, that, we're in the midst of a lost season. Oh, yeah. A one of those seasons that you just you can't get too upset because they've you know they're winning you know the season's the third. over I season's mean, over right so at this point there's nothing to salvage you just try to create you try to create the best you can good habits and well, good locker room. I tell you what you do is you put in you you build up the value of certain players on the team so you can move them. Which could be exactly what the team's doing. Right, right now. which which means which would that be means you put in lineups. Wilson Chandler. Your rotations yeah. don't necessarily don't favor bring up Wilson Chandler. <laughs> the rotations don't necessarily favor winning that particular game, but it does favor making certain guys look a little better. And that makes kind of Nuggets fans salivate a little bit because they'll see a guy out there doing well and they'll be like, Oh, wait, maybe this guy's good. Maybe maybe we he could be a, Or it makes Nuggets fans super pissed off because they're like, This guy's losing us this damn game. Would you get him out of there? <laughs> well, no, me, I'm gonna play him the whole damn fourth let me, quarter. Let me tell you this. No one expected Yusuf Nurkic to be as effective as he was as he is early that, this early. And quite frankly, who would have predicted Hassan Whiteside would make the impact that he has been lately? Yeah, zero people. No one. I mean, Hassan Whiteside is was drafted in what two thousand nine. Besides a couple of irrational fans that loved Hassan Whiteside for whatever yeah. reason, no one would have thought that he would have like had twelve blocks in one game. You know, this is you know insane. Well, that's good. Maybe they can trade him. Although I, I'm guessing the Nuggets are wishing that they could keep their high dollar guys on the court for twenty games in a row so they could trade him. 
Yeah. I'm sure that's a... JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. Gallinari. Gallo. Gallo yeah. needs to come. And that's the other hard that's part. That's really what's crippling the Nuggets well, is those guys, their and, presence on this team, not Brian Shaw. And I asked Jeff it's, this the other day. I said, you know, think about these guys that keep going in and out of the lineup. Randy Floyd, Daniel Gallinari, you know, even to an extent JaVale McGee, but especially with the wings, the guys that can shoot the ball. These guys are not able to get in any kind of a rhythm because it's like they're trying to come back and get their legs under them, and then once they do that, boom, they're hurt again, they're back out. Boom, they're coming back in. Bam, they're back out. And it's like, shit, man, we haven't seen a healthy team or a team that's capable of what they're capable of, you know, since Shaw got here. I mean, we haven't seen Gallo, you know, when he starts playing well, the team starts playing well. And then it's like, well, we haven't seen it for a long time. And Gallo could be the one guy you point at for the reason why the Nuggets are sucking and have sucked, he's the main reason. And there's always that conversation of, well, do you blame a guy for injuries? Oh, but you, He's maybe, not even, I mean, he's maybe not even not. starting. He's maybe not even playing 20 minutes a game, so maybe you're right you don't, on. Maybe you don't blame him, but you certainly evaluate him based on that and say, well, this guy was probably one of the worst moves the Nuggets have made. Um, put him right in line with all the others. Nene down the line. I'm not going to disagree. This mistakes. It's, it was a mistake. Ten million. It's, it's ten million dollars. It could do. What was a mistake? Yeah. Signing him? Yes. No, it wasn't a mistake. He was phenomenal. He was a top ten Both small forward four. at the time. And I'm saying it didn't work out. Oh yeah. Well, so it's a mistake. I'm, am I saying in a manner of speaking? Yeah, I'm right, thinking right, about right, hindsight right. here. Right. And and that's just had you have known he's going to tear his ACL and all that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, okay. it is. I, it just, I mean, it's, it's hard to predict those things. But you're right. I mean, it's it's like it's not hard. You can't, well, you I, can't. I'll tell you this. It's not that hard to predict if you just like we're like, all right, we're not going to pick these stupid Euro guys anymore. We're not going to trade for them. We're not going to do this pie in the sky. Oh, we're going to have the next Italian Michael Jordan. Not happening. It could be what's coming. Not happening. These guys do we a have lot a lot of, of people. A lot of project Bos- players. We have a lot of people from Bosnia <laughs> yeah. who will be listening to this. <laughs> yeah. And I would hope right. that they don't think <laughs> that Ross's opinion reflects on Jeff Morton's opinion. <laughs> All right. Let's just say this. All right. You know what we're going to do? We're going to start an NBA team. Here's my strategy. Okay, guys? All white guys from Europe. <laughs> All white guys. That's you mean it. basically the Spurs? Yeah. I'm gonna go to New, I'm gonna go to New York and grab everybody off the uh, Rucker Park gym. Psh, idiot, you're so stupid. Off the off the blacktop. You're Rucker so Park. stupid. Those Let me tell you, guys. there's this guy. His name's Jacques Jean something or another. Jacques Jean Cousteau from <laughs> yeah from Calais. This guy is white chocolate. We're gonna pick him up in the first round. Nobody's gonna see it coming. <laughs> He's the next LeBron. It's white like, chocolate. It's like Billy Bean logic right there. You're going money back. I, there's only one white chocolate. His name was Jason Williams. <laughs> really, all you got to do is just take all your European recruits Could and fly jerk. them home tomorrow. Just fly them home tomorrow and just cut it out with that bull crap. Yeah, who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows? All right, let's get the hell out of here, guys. Let's get out of here. But before we leave, talking. I'm going to leave you two with a picture of my friend Drew. Why are you showing me that? Is that guy an idiot? <laughs> God, that's a live alligator. <laughs> that is a live gator. Oh, there was a gator somewhere? Yeah, the- you didn't see it? Look right behind him, man. Jesus. Oh, well, there's like a rock wall between them. <laughs> there's a couple of rocks there, but I mean, Jesus, you, get, you, know rock, you know alligators can't jump. They're not big jumpers. 
Well, he can wiggle right between the spaces that are about four yeah, feet that, wide on this. Uh, that, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have made that decision, personally. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, let me uh, make a make a shout-out here. Just going to do a shout-out. Shout-out, Stiff's Night Out oh. tomorrow night. Jake's Food and Spirits, 3800 Walnut Street. Get here. Oh, we my got God, my battery nuggets, is dying tickets. here. Hold on. We got autographed stuff. We got T-shirts. We got all sorts of stuff. Get on down here. Jake's Food and Spirits. I want to make drawing. a shout-out to uh, Jesse. I think his name is Jesse. He emailed us. A couple days ago, about oh, yes, yes. Uh, his podcast, the MMA. Let's just say this: the MMA. Where is it? MMA Force, MMA Fight Focus Podcast. So it's, it's a great UFC podcast that is uh, produced here in Colorado, I believe. And just emailed us and said uh, uh, we'd like one of you guys to come on the show. And and um, this is our way of saying no, we're not going to come on the show, oh, Jesse. I, but, uh, I would love to go on the show. <laughs> I I just, Jesse is just getting Nate wants to come. Nate Timmons but I listen would to the be podcast. perfect <laughs> as a guest on that show. Perfect. I listen to the podcast. It's really good. Even I was interested, and I couldn't care less about MMA or UFC or anything. But it was really good. Well done. I suggest anybody out there listening who likes UFC listens to that podcast. And uh, Nate, I guess you'll be a guest on there. So Jesse, email him. Yeah. I email, email Nate Timmons. Yeah, email me. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Yep. Good job, boys. We did it. And thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Come on down. Stiff's night out tomorrow night. We shall be here. At Jake's. At Jake's.